When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've heard the saying before, follow the money. From political corruption to consumer behavior, there's rarely a more reliable path. And following the money, we detected something unusual that could be our next big investment. Despite over 35 million people losing their jobs, some people are making more money from unemployment benefits than they did when they were working. Plus, the IRS has already sent out more than $200 billion of stimulus money, money that nobody was planning on. It just showed up in their bank account. And people have been cooped up with nothing to do. And school is about to be out for the summer, but summer camp is probably canceled, and you're probably getting sick of video games or board games or Netflixing or chilling. And overall, people are just getting restless. They're starting to venture back outside. The unconventional trend, people spending stimulus money on expensive outdoor toys. Today on Dumb Money Live, we share exactly what we've uncovered. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean, streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. Welcome to the show. Before we start, uh, take a second and we need you to hit that uh, YouTube like button. Let the algorithm know that we are on the air. Let everyone know. Keep that chat going. We're going to be uh, getting to all of your chats in just a little bit, but I'm excited about today. These are trade ideas that started coming together on Friday. We're talking about outdoor toys like jet skis, ATVs, even lawnmowers and larger farm equipment. But before we get into that, I have to tell you what we're going to talk about in the second half hour today. Two insane trades that we made on Friday. They were speculative in a pharma company and in the market as a whole. And I can tell you that I sold this morning for a gain of more than $250,000 on a single trade. Chris, how about you? How much did you end up making? This is so embarrassing to even say it. <laughs> I, I can't even believe it. Um, I made $1 million over the weekend on this trade. And wow. Jordan, thank you, Jordan. This is all 1000% because of that phone call from you. Was it a phone call or text? We, we, we shouldn't talk, let's not talk about it anymore. We're not, okay. we're, we're saving this for the second half hour. It, we will get to this it, in what? Less than 30 minutes, I promise. But guys, this that, is the craziest trade I've made. This might be the most insane trade I've made in my life. And I didn't even I didn't even understand why I made it on Saturday. I started freaking out. I didn't sleep all no, weekend. You, you called me last night freaking out, like not not even realizing how much money you had invested in these things. So you guys in the in the chat, drop your best guess. Let let us know what you think we did, and we will get to that in less than thirty minutes. So stay tuned. But back to today's main topic: the odd trend that we discovered about how people are spending their stimulus money. And these are companies that I don't think I've ever even considered as an investment. They we're living in a very different era now. I don't even know where we want to start. I know Jordan on Friday, you bought a one of these companies. Uh, 
so I think I bought it on Thursday. You're talking Did about you? the uh, wait. You're talking about the pharma company. You're talking about I'm, the. Uh, I'm talking uh, PII Polaris. Yes. Yeah, no, I think I bought that on Thursday. Yeah. The this is guys. This is called recreational power sports, and we <laughs> we have been researching so hard. Um, listen, this is all we do all day, all night, every day is just try to find new opportunities. And it's been getting harder and harder the past month to find new opportunities. Peloton, huge opportunity, seven figure trade, a uh, Logitech, huge opportunity. But like what is left? What's out there that people are not seeing yet? And camping world doubled uh, over the last couple of weeks. And there's just been this thesis that we've been talking about. Right. We've been talking yeah. about this thesis of. What are people doing now that 20, is it 20 million or 30 million kids in America cannot go to sleep, uh, cannot go to camp? Camps are generally closed. That means all that money is coming back into the household. We got a $5,000 check for, for camp. We had two kids were sending to camp, got $5,000 back. Okay. Wow. Tons of people are making, getting all this money back. They can't travel this summer. They can't do anything this summer. I hate saying this because so many people are unemployed, but a lot of other people in this country are cash flush because they I'm got saying. stimulus checks. There, there are people who not – some of the unemployed people are making more money now than they did before. But then we, we have these stimulus checks. We, we've, the first one's already been sent out to most people who qualified for it, and, and they weren't expecting that. They weren't budgeting that for that. They weren't thinking that that was going to be something that was you know a part of their summer budget, right? So – what are we looking at? What are people doing? Well, well, also, I don't think people realize how much money there is that is not being spent. Dave, did you get that email I sent you with a link to Wikipedia page on discretionary spending? There's a pie chart in there. If you could show it, because we're having, yeah. I can't show anything on my computer. We're having issues. Um, that pie chart is how America spends its money. And if you look at the pie chart, what you'll realize is a lot of the money that we spend. You might need to make it a little smaller. So you can, get, can you see full screen? Can you actually see all the cutouts of it? Are we seeing? Yeah, um, there's a peril. Okay. At, uh, one, your screen may be too small that you're. Looking oh, that's at, right. That's why I don't see. I can see it, everything. I don't see it Just all. you can zoom in on the window that you're wanting to look at. Okay, so make that so your main window. Here's, here's the thing: like a lot of these spending categories are spending categories that you can't do anything about. Meaning you have to spend that money no matter what. They're actually aren't that many things that you can control, right? Well, we call that, we call that discretionary spending. And it's usually going out to restaurants, going out to entertainment and concerts, traveling, uh, sending your kids to uh, private lessons and sports and all that stuff. Well, almost everything that you could put in the discretionary spending bucket is now frozen, meaning you almost physically can't spend discretionary money on all the normal things, travel, hotels, uh, private lessons for my kids to do this and that and summer camp and clothing, right? No one's buying clothing for the most part because you're not going to any events. You're not doing weddings. You're not doing any of this stuff. So guys, people still need to spend. You know this. Americans like to spend their money almost as much as Americans cruise or cruisers that are going to cruise right well, we say that all the time but americans need to spend, need to spend money. money because otherwise the economy they, comes to a screeching halt and that's kind of what we've run why, into though. They, no this is one of the big concerns like everybody's been talking about the savings rate going up which is bad um, for the velocity of money and you know getting businesses going again 
but you know, but 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 that's a long-term theoretical thing. I mean, just think think more base, Jordan. Think more base. Americans love spending. They love buying things. Buying things excites them. They love the they, they love the concept of being a consumer. And basically, you haven't been able to be a consumer for the most part. And then the government sending you money. So imagine the government spending you money. Twenty or thirty percent of the people desperately need that money just to pay their rent and to buy food. But the other seventy percent still have their jobs, okay? And they still have the same money they had before. But now they have all this extra money that the government's sending them. Maybe someone else in their family is getting an unemployment check, even though they weren't planning on even being employed because you know they they, they maybe were, were in between jobs or something. They're getting a thousand dollars a week. Or maybe you're a waiter that used to make three, four hundred a week. Now you're making a thousand a week with government money. I have seventy of those people at my restaurant, so I, I know this firsthand. Now, what are you going to buy? Because you can't do most of the things, but there are some things you still can buy. So you have summer coming up. This is like perfectly time with summer, right? So how are you going to spend your summer? How are you going to spend your summer with your family, with your kids? What are you going to actually do and spend money on? Well, you know, you have to find some way to, yeah, spend your money and spend your time because people have way too much of both of those things right now. And you want safety, right? You want to spend it on something that could be safe for you and your family. So what is the absolute safest thing that you could do with your family this summer now that you have this cash, you're not spending on summer camp and all that other stuff and vacation and traveling? How about patio furniture? How about a new all-terrain vehicle if you live in rural america or if you have a lake house or whatever how about a new fishing boat how about a new sport boat for the lake you can do that stuff now they've opened up they're opening up lakes they're opening up all this stuff you can go on an atv you're not you're not you're still social distancing you can go out and have fun with your family and those toys that were totally irresponsible in the past to buy you're not going to you're not going to finance a seven thousand dollar atv right who would do that but now like we got all this money and we can't travel. We got the money from summer camp and the vacation that we had to cancel. Dude, what, what are we going to spend our money on? Let's get that ATV. Let's get that fishing boat. Let's. I want to fish with my kids. I'll, right? Well, how much, look, how much are you ATVs? You can finance after with? like seven years or something like that. I mean, you can finance these things forever, right? And so the, the payments end up being pretty low on this stuff. And Jordan, the average stimulus check, which is $2,200, do you not think that's enough for a down deposit on pretty much any little lake boat that you want or any ATV or Sea-Doo or jet ski, right? Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I, so I've actually talked to um, boat shops and they are insane right now. I mean, you you can't get an appointment to get your you know, boat worked on or summarized or, you know, so that, I mean, it's, it is on right now. That's what I'm going to read you guys. I'm going to read to you guys, my buddy, Eric. And, and if you guys don't know us, we live in Dallas, Texas. We have friends across the South, uh, friends from Oklahoma to Arkansas to Alabama. And my buddy, Eric sent me a text last week and here's what it said. Um, I'm going to I'm not going to disclose the name of the dealership, okay? Because I think, you know, it could be proprietary. Hey man, and this guy lives in like Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? Hey man, I got a buddy who owns five boat dealerships across Oklahoma and Texas. Blank blank, that's the name of the dealership. He says sales of sport boats have been higher than he's seen it in years. I think it's the people that aren't going on vacation, kids aren't going to summer camps that are buying boats. I'm checking on personal watercraft and similar toys like Polaris. Um, he's also good buddies um, with uh, a, a few different owners of, of, of um, you know, motorcycle and basically ATV shops. Um, and he said that his sales are up big 
as well. Um, and then ready this. I'm, so I'm doing my Twitter research this week, right? I'm, I'm reading tons of comments like this. Keep those stimulus checks coming and the ATVs, jet skis and hot tubs will be flying off the shelves. <laughs> Never doubt the will of the American consumer to spend beyond their means. Plenty of people making more money on unemployment than they were with a job. Eventually, it all blows up. But for now, people have cash in their pockets and time to spend on all sorts of crap they don't need. And then another person says, yep, if we give everyone enough in debt finance stimulus checks to buy an ATV, all the structural issues will be fixed. Productivity is bullshit. Well, forget about the big macroeconomic stuff that we can debate for the next month, okay? Let's just think simple. They're going to sell a crap load of like C-Dews yeah. and ATVs and four-wheelers and side-by-sides. You know these side-by-sides, these things that like Lynn has two of them in his lake house? Yeah. Like they're like the like a mini car with, with like, they can go off-road that you can put like six people in. They used I've, to be se- used I've seen those driving around the neighborhood. Have you have you noticed that? That like oh, yeah. Yeah, one yeah. of the restaurant groups downtown that had those to shuttle people between their, their places, they have, the, the, they live in the neighborhood and they're now driving those on the street. That's Dude, I kind of want one. It, it's like an off-road golf cart, dude. And it, yeah. they're so fun. And if you, I mean, telling you, dude, like this is what people are spending their money on. And to prove it to you, well, <laughs> I, I can read you text after text. I was getting texts from other guys I know in the South. And by the way, uh, our buddy Drew, uh, thank you so much, Drew. You helped us with our due diligence um, Drew texted me on Friday and or Friday and or Saturday, and I'll just I'll read you his text here. Um, Drew's a big boater. Uh, he's got a lake boat, and he knows a bunch of boat dealers. And uh, let's see what what Drew. Oh, where is he here? Let's see what Drew said. Um, he says one of his big boat dealers says we are where we were last year at the end of July. What he's saying is he's already done as many sales in by mid-May than he did last year at the end of July. And what he said, then he goes on to say, from what I can tell, all recreation is through the roof. Dude, like wow, this is everything awesome. that I've been, I've been on Twitter for probably five days doing nothing but researching ATVs and jet skis and boats. And, and like, it's insane, guys, how many people have an interest here. And it's all popped in the last two or three weeks. So even though some of these companies came out with earnings, like I think Mastercraft came out with earnings a week and a half ago, a lot of this stuff isn't fully baked in to what they've been telling the investing public yet because it's pretty recent. Just the last few weeks is when it really started to pop, okay? Which, so, which company is Mastercraft? They're their own company. They're publicly traded. So- I basically, I, and you know, guys, I know virtually nothing about this space. I have no, you know how intimidating it is. I, I just want you to look at this investment. chart though. This is, this is what has happened to Mastercraft. And it's up big again today. Yeah. But the, so I'm like, who the hell makes these things? Who makes ATVs and jet skis? And are these companies public and side by sides? Well, and by the way, there's more than this. We're going to get to more than this, but I, the companies we researched and were able to identify there's all kinds. There's Yamaha. There's Kawasaki. And these guys do technically uh, have ADRs in the U.S., but they trade so thinly that I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to buy it. I'm afraid to buy that stock because I can't really buy any volume. The ones that I found that I was able to buy reasonable volume in um, was Polaris, okay, uh, P-I-I. Polaris is the company that owns uh, Sea-Doo, which are the jet skis, the wave runners, 
Polaris also owns Can-Am, and Can-Am uh, is actually one of the best-selling uh, like four by four, four like like ATV brands out there. It's like the high-end ATV brand, and Polaris also owns a bunch of boat brands as well. Um, they also own us, uh, you know, uh, what do you call them? Uh, ski, <laughs> ski jet skis. What do, you, what do you call them? You know, they're jet skis, right? Jet skis, like uh, Sea Doo. <laughs> no, but for skiing, dude. <laughs> for ski, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. On snow, Dave. Oh, on like snow. actual skis? <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, I'm losing my mind. This is what happens when you don't sleep, dude. I, I'm losing my mind. No, no. Uh, ski doos, like, like, like. Ski dude, dudes? are you kidding me, Jordan? What are they called? You're talking about uh, snowmobiles? Snowmobile. Dude, snowmobiles. Snowmobiles. <laughs> <laughs> they make snowmobiles. Anyway, uh, Polaris uh, is through the roof. So I think something cool here, Dave, can we like pull up a Google Trends in the U- United States for five years yeah. and actually pull up uh, ATV, just the word ATV? It's going to blow your mind. Okay, just the word ATV for five years in the United States. And then um, we could also pull Sea-Doo if you want. Um but uh, you did this ATV chart alone is going to blow your mind. Hang on. I, let me uh, figure out what we have going on here. We have, I have way too many uh, things that have changed somehow over the weekend in my settings. So now I've got this ATV. <laughs> and for some reason, Jordan's the only one on the screen. We can still hear you, Chris. I think it's right. I'm, I'm looking you can't, you can't hear me. Yeah, we can. Okay, sorry. I, I'm actually pulling. Uh, pulling here's, up here. I, I here's, can't barely see your screen. This is uh, five years of ATV, and look at that pop at the end. Yeah. Oh, let me see if I can make that bigger here for me. I don't know. You should I be able to, oh. to look at the uh, the source feed, the actual program feed. Oh yeah, you yeah. Just took a snapshot, kinda. but kinda, not really. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here, guys. Uh, but anyway, ATV. Uh, so who else makes ATVs? Um, the other company that I found that I got really uh, excited about, and I, I bought a considerable amount. Sorry, guys, I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up for you right now. Um, what's the other company? It's called BRG or something like that. It's, it's the one that actually makes, that owns, uh, wait, Polaris owns Sea-Doo. So hold on. No, Solaris is not owned Sea-Doo. Pol- Polaris does not own Sea do, but this right. other company is. Sorry, let me get this other one, guys. Where is it? Maybe. I texted you all this morning with the. Uh... Okay, no, okay, here it is. Was this something BRP. you sent us this morning? Yeah, no, B B R P, and the stock symbol is D D O O O. Do they own Sea do and Can Am? I'm sorry. Polaris has their own ATVs, so I'm getting mixed up. And guys, okay. I apologize if I'm like talking backwards. Understand something? I'm up till three thirty in the morning. Yeah, you, you every actually day doing this research. You called me late last night, night, and you had not slept in I can't tell you how long. And no, you were no. I'm pretty sure I didn't sleep last night because you were worried about how the market was going to open. And we are going to be talking about that in about ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. So so Polaris is PII. They have their own ATV lines, obviously. Uh, BRP 
owns Sea-Doo and Can-Am. Uh, and then I also invested in Mastercraft, MCFT. I also invested a tiny bit in Kawasaki, but it doesn't trade very much. It's K-Y-H-I-Y. Hey, there's and then I also put a small investment in Marine Products. M-P-X mm. is Marine Products. I've got one more for you. There's Brunswick Corporation, and they actually they do the Mercury engines, which go in a ton of different boats. And they make uh, like Boston Whaler, and they've got they've got their own boat brands. Plus, they do engines, which then benefits you know any any boat sale. Okay. Yeah, just, they're pretty liquid too. I've just thrown as many of those tickers onto the display as I can, and you can kind of see they're all <laughs> trading in the same range there. Uh, you know, down down. This is a six month chart, I believe. But if you look at what what has been going on, the the pop that happened this morning in Mastercraft, what oh, is going wow. on there? Uh, I got it, baby. Mastercraft, Kawasaki, Sea-Doo. Like, I'm telling you, like, I wish we could air this episode last week on Friday because I was buying them on Friday. Um, and I was like, God, they were already starting to pop. And I feel like oh, there, there are a lot of people are seeing this at the same time. Yeah. And to some extent, a lot of this was due to Camping World. Camping World stock doubled, guys, yeah. over the last few weeks. It doubled. Okay. Um, I actually don't see a lot of increased interest in um, – RVs and I've spoken to a couple RV dealers and you know I I'm not I'm not quite seeing as big of a pop there yet. Yeah, even though it did get a really big pop on Thor, I think Thor Industries, yeah, and they um, today um, from seventy two up to seventy eight dollars. Uh, so they had I mean a nine percent run and they're mostly RV. Um, it's mostly so RV interesting. Yeah. So I think listen, a lot of people are understanding this outdoor trade. It's it's like the power sports outdoor trade. It's a summer trade of what people are spending their stimulus checks on. I've been personally calling RV dealers. I've been calling them for the past four or five days, not RV, sorry, ATV dealers, right? Um, and these ATV dealers are weird birds, man. I'll tell you, they are not, they, 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 they are just, they're all out in super rural areas. Uh, and they're hard to get information from, but for the most part, they're like, yeah, sales are up. It's crazy, man. Like we can barely keep stuff in stock. So, uh, it's, I'm in, man. I got a pretty sizable position in a combination of these companies, but not crazy sizable because they're not super liquid, which makes me not super comfortable. Um, I think that BRG, they're, they're a Canadian company, you know? So it's like, these are a lot of these are ADRs. They're not even the real core stock. But that that's that's one of our primary stimulus trades that, quite honestly, we weren't thinking about heavily until very recently. And I think there's still some room to move. And by the way, guys, this is a good time to say we're not financial advisors. Do not trade on our ideas. This is just to get your brains working, to let you understand how we think, how we strategize so you could understand the process we go through. Your risk tolerance is different from our risk tolerance, and we're not, we don't want you trading on our trade. So get your own advice, do your own work. Um, this is for entertainment and educational purposes only, okay, guys? Just, just understand that. Uh, uh, anything else in the power sports? Oh, there's one other big one uh, that I invested in, and it's a little bit higher speculation, uh, but they have earnings this week. So John Deere... Okay, I first and, and Dave, can you would you mind, Dave, pulling up a Google Trends chart on the word for the United? I think it's for the United States. It might be for no for global. A global chart for five years. Three tags. Tractor is the first tag. Lawnmower is the second tag, and John Deere. Just the word John slash Deere is the third tag. If you could pull for a five year chart, 
um, uh, on worldwide, and it's just all the search terms, right? Yeah, mind blowing. I mean, look at the word tractor. Is that insane or what? And I, I've just been trying to make sense of this. Like, are all of these you know small farmers and people even without farmers that just do lots of stuff, right? Right, that use John Deere equipment. Are they getting their stimulus checks and they're like, hey, two thousand bucks, three thousand bucks. I can get financed on a new piece of equipment, right? Like, is that how they're thinking? Is that the mental process here? Well, plus, I mean, think about, you know, uh, uh, we still eat, right? And so all these farmers are still doing all the normal work that they'd be doing. And so, yeah, if you get if you get a little extra break to to finance that piece of equipment, why not take it? Yeah, if, if you're a farmer, don't... it's it's probably, a, you know, the, the margins are low. And this is this is a time when you can actually spend a little bit more to invest in your business. And I don't think people really appreciate something. Let's let's talk about the fact that every single person in the country, for the most part, call it 70, 80, 90 percent, are at home for the indefinite future. I mean, they're not going to work. They're working from home. Do you know what that means? They have time. In fact, they have so much time they're looking for stuff to do. And and, and a lot of these people are like, I can mow my own lawn and save, what, 30, 40, 50, 60 bucks a week, depending yeah. on how big your lawn is. So don't you think a lot of people might be thinking, gosh, I'm going to go out and buy a lawnmower or a big rideable mower if you have a huge amount of you know, acreage or whatever. And I'm going to have fun with this over the next year because I'm stuck in my house. I want to mow my own lawn. Like, and you'd cancel your gardening service, right? I think John Deere is going to sell a huge number of these riding lawnmowers that they yeah. sell, um, tractors. I just think – I mean look at those charts, guys. It's insane. And by the way, John Deere – also has a, a division called Gator, and they make basically ATVs as well. Now, they're more tuned for like farm, not just farmers or people that have acreage to kind of get around their land and stuff. Um, they, they don't, you know, they're not like recreational so much. They do have some recreational trucks, but for the most part, they're like these little work trucks. And don't you think that's a cool thing to spend your stimulus money on if you're out and you have land and stuff like that? So honestly, I think John Deere this week might surprise to the upside. I don't know. I, I bought a position in John Deere. I bought a position in all those power sport companies. Um, and there's a couple other things uh, that are popping in my head here. Uh, one, when you, I think you this, asked this me is the, this is the chart for John Deere, by the way. And oh, it, it, you, you're doing you're doing pretty well this morning. That's John yeah, Deere killing it, killing it this morning. Um, so. You asked me when you asked me like, "Hey, wouldn't you do this weekend?" You know what I did all day yesterday? I spent the entire day freaking out trying to buy uh, patio furniture. Okay, like reasonably priced patio furniture, like sun loungers and like umbrellas. You know, with with the weights at the bottom and stuff. It seems and, like such a simple thing to do. And this is like a, this is the other trend. And I was telling you that when as soon as you said you were freaking out trying to buy. F- and find patio furniture because it was so hard to find. This is my inbox. I had I had messages just in my updates folder on Google for outdoor furniture from pretty much everyone that could possibly sell outdoor furniture. Their clearance sales. Uh, there are all sorts of things. Dude, I could not find like ever. So my wife sent me a bunch of uh, uh like like lounge chairs uh, from way, from like Wayfair and Amazon and Target, like, you know, reasonably priced chairs. And I was like, okay, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And then I read an article Sunday morning. It was on CNBC 
that said that like patio furniture sales going crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh, I better get on this. I got on it. They were almost all sold out. And so then I start Googling and looking for other ones and all the ones I wanted were like sold out. I finally found a couple. Then I was like, okay, we need to get patio umbrellas. I start looking for patio umbrellas. I go to Sam's Club because they have these awesome like 10 foot umbrella uh, umbrellas that are like quality material, uh, quality tilt, all this stuff. And they're 90 something dollars each, which is insane for a 10 foot umbrella uh, with a with a weighted stand on the bottom of it and completely sold out in like 12 of the 13 colors it comes in. Right. And I'm like spending two hours trying to find umbrellas. And then I'm trying to find weights for the umbrellas. Like, dude, this isn't everybody is looking like, what are you going to do all summer? You're either staying in your backyard, hang out in your backyard. Now, aren't you, aren't you trying to install an above ground pool because you never got around to putting the pool in your backyard? Is, is that something about that in another episode? Maybe, maybe. (laughs) no, I need to hear more about this. Well, well, yes, maybe, maybe we'll see. (laughs) But, um, everyone's hanging out at their house or they're hanging out at the lake house or they're going to, if they have property, they're going to buy in toys and they're going out on ATVs. Or if you don't have toys, you just want to lay out on some nice furniture outside. You remember how big Wayfair did when people were like replacing their desk at the beginning of the quarantine? Yeah. Well, now that we're midway through to the end of the, you know, midway through the quarantine, let's say, now you have the summer in front of you. You're tired of being inside working every day. Well, you're buying bicycles, right? You're buying all this stuff for outdoors. And like patio furniture is huge. So, you know, there might be a play there. Maybe Wayfair will continue to benefit. Uh, maybe maybe even Restoration Hardware, uh, Amazon for sure. So, uh, and by the way, these and are Target. probably Target, Target yeah. for sure. I mean, I mean, it, it's it's all right. Oh, by the way, Home Depot and Lowe's, they both have earnings this week. That's a big position for me. Home Depot, we've been talking about this for weeks uh, since one of our own viewers tipped us off to it. Gosh, you know, I drove by Home Depot. They got a line out the door. The parking lot is packed. And now you can't buy patio equip, patio furniture anywhere. And they sell a ton of that stuff. Yeah. So they also sell a lot of John Deere. And they sell a lot of lawnmowers, right? Like Home Depot and Lowe's are going to kick. But Dave, by the way, can you pick up a pull of Google Trends five year for Home Depot and Lowe's side by side? It's yeah. astonishing. Astonishing. It really is. I'm looking at it right now. I mean... I mean, Jordan, you you were at Home Depot too, right? You saw some of this. Uh, yeah, I I um I was picking up some mulch like early on in this whole thing um, that I had to do anyways because we had planted some new uh, shrubs, and uh, the guy that I talked to said that they were insane. One of our viewers last week uh, was kind enough. I think he said he worked at a Home Depot. Yes, and he said that they were having to clear out. Uh, additional uh, shelving to make more space uh, for all the e-commerce orders that were coming in for inventory uh, to, to kind of fulfill all the e-commerce stuff at his Home Depot. I'm telling you, man, this Home Depot, I'm excited about these uh, earnings this week yeah. on them and Lowe's. Yeah, the only so the only downside that I've read about Home Depot is that they're doing fewer pro sales, right? Because I think something like 30 to 40 percent of their business um, is like professionals, um, and that's down apparently. Of uh, course, of course. But the consumer but, is way up. And, yeah. Uh, so what I've read, Lowe's is, is like eighty-five or ninety percent consumer, and only ten percent pro. So maybe there's more upside on Lowe's, but I I just don't know. And you know, and you know, the interesting thing is that uh, once we get out of this, the pro stuff will, will is like pen up demand because like that sure. will actually like pen up, and then all those projects are going to just flow into Home Depot uh, and Lowe's. 
Yeah, the one that so I, that I, I haven't chart. gotten into Lowe's yet, but I'm, I'm looking to add to buy some. How Lowe's. crazy is that chart? And so we have Home Depot earnings this week. I think Lowe's this week. We have John Deere this week. Um, our other, by the way, what, dude, can we give Dave some credit on that thumbnail today? Dave, is, <laughs> is that who I think it is? Is that the Tiger yeah, King? Yeah, that's Tiger King guy. Dude, you yeah. crushed it with that thumbnail today, Dave. <laughs> I love it. That just makes me so happy. I don't even know why. Looking at that thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 one was a good one. I I'm I am kind of proud of that. But I do want to get to the comments. Um, we have a lot of people down there having a discussion about a dumb money Discord or a dumb money Slack channel or some way to keep this conversation going. I, I I would like to do an informal poll, and I if I had a way to drop a poll down to actually get real results, I'm going to see if YouTube has a tool that does that. But basically, I want to know what would be the best way to keep this conversation going. Would you like a Discord? Would you like a um, – we, we have a um, – what is it? A, a, a Slack channel or a – what am I trying to think a of? Oh, subreddit. a Reddit. But would you like a dumb money subreddit? like – I all weekend long, I meant to get on our comments because we have a bunch of comments from the last episode. Yeah. And I feel so guilty that I haven't gotten into comments even because from this, what people don't realize the second that we get off the show, I'm essentially going into deep research for the next three days. And I don't even come out of my shell until the show starts. So it's like, I, I, I think we need to find time even just to get to the comments more and continue the conversation there. And I, I'm sorry guys. Like I, I completely missed out on comments the last few days. I'm going to do a better job today, tomorrow, until our next show getting into comments. And we'll, we'll at, at a minimum, we'll make a concerted effort to try See, to do that. There's a lot of people saying Discord. I set up a Discord. I don't – Discord's not a part of my daily routine. I don't really yeah, know. I, I don't think I've Discorded yet. I've so, Slacked before. Um, so I've let, read let's, it just a touch. It, Discord is kind of the thing that YouTubers are using to com- keep huh. the conversation going and let them ha- let all of you viewers, you know, continue conversations amongst yourselves, even if we don't aren't able to weigh in. I think that's a valuable, you know, part of it. So it's kind of Discord, Slack or Reddit. And I don't I don't know what the best tool is. Let me see if I'm going to try to find it. The polling tool. Someone said they have one in. Um, all right. So while you're looking for that, I'm going to talk about one more uh you know, one more stimulus, you know, stimulus trade here. You know, obviously we had a lot of luck on our Logitech trade. Uh, that was an awesome trade. I still have some Logitech stock. I sold half my stock. I sold all my options, obviously, because they expired the week of earnings. Um, but I think one of the beneficiaries, and by the way, they're up so much today. Like, I wish we could have had the show on Friday. Uh, but uh, Best Buy has earnings this week, right? So if you think about all the areas that Best Buy caters to, uh, obviously, gaming. Um, obviously, you know all the webcams and the and laptops and all the iPads and all the stay at home stuff that you need uh, in terms of electronics at stay at home as well. And then um, Best Buy just had they just hit a lot of areas when it comes to stimulus checks and going out and buying cool stuff, cool electronic stuff, whether it's gaming, a new TV. Like I said, just something for your home office, a laptop. Uh, they hit, they hit a lot of those areas. And you know, Best Buy. You know, I have a Google Trends sitting in front of me right now for Best Buy. I mean, other than the holiday season, it never trades up. And man, it hit up in March, and it's just has gone. It's like up and right, and it's just a really strong search traffic for BestBuy.com. So we know BestBuy.com is going to kill it. 
But what I think Best Buy has done an interesting job of is they've been reopening stores. I don't know if they've been open the whole time or reopened recently. And they do this pickup service. I think a lot of people like that same day gratification of being able to order something, go to Best Buy and just have it, you know, basically brought out to you right there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Best Buy came out and, and and really killed it with earnings this week as well. So I, I think it's it's an interesting trade. A lot of these trades are getting kind of crowded now going into earnings, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's why we spent so much time trying to find an area that wasn't super crowded yet, which was recreational power sports. Um, and even that's starting to get crowded, quite honestly, in the last couple of days, which is insane. And I, there's just not much left here. But though, and by the way, you know, I finally did just, I finally did just, I gave in. I got some Constellation brands, Jordan. I'm like, dude, they're going to do fine. I think they're going to do fine for the remainder of quarantine or stay at home. And then they're going to come out of this whenever they come out of this and just kill it when we're finally out of this, right? And by the way, our next episode, we were supposed to talk about this on today's episode, but we switched it because of this power sports trade. Um, But we were supposed to talk about vaccine trades. That was supposed to be today's episode. Yeah, um, we, keep, episode, we keep pushing that one back. It's pushed to thir- Thursday. We will have that episode on Thursday, and it is going to be a killer episode. I've been talking about this episode for a week and a half now. Um, I'm ready to have that episode, like, right this second, but we're going to hold off till Thursday, and it's going to be one of the best episodes we've ever done because I still think that that is some of your like, – it's like your last chance – at these, we call, I call them Kong Donger trades. I knew that that should be the title of the uh, a video. Uh, but no one understands. Nobody gets Kong it. Dong, yeah. So Kong to Kong Dong somebody. <laughs> this goes back to when I was so, thirteen. Yeah. And Jordan, you were the number. Well, I mean, it, we had this. We used to sell cars, right? And I used to detail cars, right? And my buddy used to sell cars, and I was just a guy. I would de- wax cars in the car dealership, and it was uh, it was like an 850 BMW back in the what was it late 80s, early 90s, like 1990, something like that. And uh, Mr. Kong came in, and he paid full cash, full asking price for this 850. It was I think my buddy made thir- it was like a 13 or 14 thousand dollar profit on the car, which was insane back then for a little used car dealership. And I, think and I hope his, he's not watching right now. No, I know his, his commission was like thirty eight hundred dollars, or which to us we were like thirty four. We're teenagers work at the car dealership. He was sixteen and somehow was selling cars <gasps> during the summertime, and it was the most money we've ever he's ever made. I've never seen anyone make in a transaction, and from that moment on, like Mr. Kong sale, that was he Kong. Whenever you would really make a ton of commission off someone selling them a car at full profit at full retail, you were Kong donging them. Right? But, but there's, there's very few opportunities. I think, uh, in this market with it getting as inflated as it is to find areas where you can really generate, you know, a huge trade right out of it. And I think the last, like the last opportunity are these vaccine trades. The fact that we're going to have a vaccine come out with really positive news. Obviously, it already kind of happened this morning. Um, but that is what's going to propel a lot of these stocks that just have been lagging in the market, right? And we're going to talk about that on Thursday. We're going to talk about 
how we, how we view the risks, how we view the timing, because a lot of it's about timing. And there's a couple really big vaccine announcements that are going to be coming out soon. And we're going to dig into those vaccine announcements so you understand uh, how the vaccine trials are going and how that information is going to get disseminated to the investing public and how we're trading that event. And we're actually already started to trade that event, but we're going to go dive in deep to the last big call it pandemic trade, which I think is the vaccine trade. And it's not trading the vaccine companies, it's trading the market and companies that will benefit from that vaccine news if and when it gets released, which I think is going to be very soon. Sooner than I realized this morning is already the first bit of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Dave, uh, what do you think? Are you pulling up a, a, a polling tool or something there? I'm, I'm about to have a polling tool ready to go that will be able to tabulate votes through the chat. So okay. you, you keep you so, keep talking. I'll just talk amongst yourselves. OK, so Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, um, you can jump in, too. You're in on some of these. I mean, you're in on some of these uh, uh, stimulus check trades, right? I mean, you're in on you, some of the motorsports. Which ones you get in on? Yeah. So I got in. The only one that I pulled the trigger on was um, Polaris. Um, and I'm up pretty well. I mean, it, it's doing well. Um, I think I bought it like $70 and what, what's it at right now? Like 77 or something like that. Um, and then um, I'm really, I'm staring at this Brunswick corporation. I might, I might pull the trigger on that one. Um, if we can get, you know, a little drop in the price, um, you know, maybe tomorrow we have a red day. How about, I'm shocked that you didn't get in on BRP, which is symbol D O O O. That's like my favorite. Uh, they're up 9.8. The only reason I didn't pull the trigger on that one is because it didn't seem very liquid, and that always freaks me out just because, you know, when somebody tries to get out of one of those things, and it gets ugly. Here's the thing. Like, the ADR isn't super liquid, but the primary yeah. company, I think it's Canadian, right, is relatively public. It's relatively liquid in Canada. It's a big, real, reasonably big-sized company. Now, you know what else they make? They make Indian mo- – uh, wait, no, no, no. Polaris makes Indian motorcycles as right. well. Uh but uh, BRP, this one, BRP, D-O-O-O, dude, they're – like if you do a Google Trends chart for Can-Am, through mm-hmm. the roof, through the roof. Um, yeah. And then also their CDUs, man. CDUs are on fire right now it looks like. Yeah. Um, so – Well, CDUs – yeah, CDU is pretty much – it's the Kleenex of, uh, of those personal watercraft, right? Right, right. So like I, I just – I do – I know you're, what you're saying, but – I. I don't know. I, I it's, it's one yeah. of my favorite trades there. Yeah, maybe I'll look to get into that one before their. Do you know when their earnings is? Yeah, uh, their earnings I think is in June. I think yeah. I, I've I've been looking at so many of these. I'm confused. I don't. I think I should keep. It's so hard to keep all these straight. Yeah, I, I think I think it's coming up in June. Yeah. Um, and how about John Deere? Would you consider John Deere? Yeah, I'm considering. I'm, you know what I might do with John Deere is just do like an options trade on. John Deere. Um, I feel like John Deere is almost like a company. It's like such a it's such, such a good company. No, it's a, so I was researching Deere for this trade, right? Yeah. And I ended up learning way more about John Deere than things that would be uh, would come in handy for this particular trade. Like it's fascinating because into their core business of what John Deere is doing. So obviously they own like half the market or even more than half, like two thirds of the market for farming equipment, right, and all that stuff. But they're introducing technology. So they have tons of engineers and software developers, and all this equipment is going high tech. And you realize, 
But what you haven't read about that is that there's a lot of pushback from farmers, right? Because what they're doing is they're trying to lock in um, these farmers to have to use these um, John Deere dealerships to do any service on their equipment when some of the farmers are pretty mechanically inclined. They're used to being able to work on their own equipment, and they hate being beholden to John Deere. And so I'm worried about oh. I'm worried about that. Okay, so George, that, that, I think you're right to be worried, but farmers, I mean, dude, were car dealers not pushing back against our software when you built it, right? I mean, remember back that like, but that's always gonna be- right? I mean, they're not like, they're not locked into this. I mean, that, that was an opportunity for them to market. You know, for farmers, this is locking them in and having to do service contracts with their, uh, with their own equipment. And they're basically, they're voiding warranties and all this stuff if you do work on your, on your own equipment. And if you own, a, if you have a lease, I think there's some gray waters there too. If, but you don't know, you think, I agree with you, that's an issue, but don't you yeah. think in the grand scheme of things that they have this kind of pseudo monopoly on the market? And I've read, Jordan, that farmers that are using some of this new equipment with the digital aspects and how precise they are, that their their farming land is now so productive that they're actually getting audited. They're getting audited, okay, by the government for being too, because they can't believe that that their product productivity has actually gone up as much as it's gone up. I don't know why the I don't know how that works with why the government would be auditing farmers for that. But I've actually read they're getting audited because that's how precise this new equipment is with the software and the digital specs. So don't you think at some point the next generation you might hate John Deere for forcing that on you, but if they're don't you think that the farming world people talk right? And if if so and so is getting you know, 30, 40% more to productivity than you, they're like, screw it, I like working on my own equipment, but you know what, that's insane. I gotta upgrade my equipment to this new high-tech stuff or the, the, the son, the younger person in the family, right? I, or, or either that, or farms gonna get taken over by more corporates that can appreciate that stuff, right? right? Like, yeah, 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 they're gonna, they're gonna, yeah. They just, so, you know. I just think it's fascinating because there aren't, there's not like other, other equipment companies, they're not doing that. Like John Deere is making massive investments in that world and I think it's fascinating as a longer term play. And I might actually keep some John Deere after this trade is over with. Some, okay, some so, of the comments coming through about the farmers getting conged on on their tractors. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we've started a poll for the next 10 minutes. We're going to take your votes on which platform you think we should use to continue our conversation. This is uh, this is the way to access it. You, you Through the chat, do the exclamation point vote and then what you want, Reddit, Slack, Discord, or Facebook. So exclamation, vote, Reddit, Slack, Discord, or Facebook. So hopefully this works. I've never used one of these before, but uh, we'll we'll see. And we can keep an eye on the results as they uh, happen right here. Um, Dave, I think we made everybody wait long enough. We've teased them. Could we talk about the trade? Can we talk about this now? Yes, let's let's talk about the trade. This this is something that we did kind of haphazardly on Friday. You and I were talking on the phone, and uh, we saw this. Jordan, it was Jordan's deal. Well, Jordan's okay, deal. you here's called me after Jordan viewer, texted right? you. So it's a viewer. So here's what happened. Uh, it's a viewer. It's, that came from dumb money. Yeah, I was out. So I was out for a bike ride, and I got a text, and the text was from my uncle Mike, who's a viewer. Okay. Um, I think it was like, and he found out about this company. Um, uh, was it Sorrento Therapeutics? I have no idea how he found out about it. He just he was just letting me know that um, that he had bought in, um, 
and that so far it had doubled or maybe more than doubled um, and basically just like just letting me know and so I started to look at it and apparently these guys have some sort of you know therapy for um, you know uh, for like the there's like a protein hanging off of the virus that um, this thing uses to attach to your cells this thing's supposed to kind of neutralize that um, and they had just come out with a press release saying that they it basically cured COVID. Um, Which was the most insane press release that a biotech has ever put out. They literally came out the press release saying that they have the cure because yeah. they had yeah. a billion antibodies and they found the antibody to right. cure COVID. Which yeah, well, is, what they've been doing, I think they just like cranked up and like they ran through every single antibody that's known to man or something like that. I, I could be wrong about this, but that's kind of the impression that I got. Maybe like computer simulations or something. And they just tried and tried and tried and tried and they, they ran across this one. And so they've got what they think is a viable, um, looks like something viable. Now they use much stronger language than viable. <laughs> they, <laughs> they said, right? they, I mean, they said they cure. They haven't even done a trial on this yet. And the, the press release was insane and Fox News picked up on it. Right. And they broadcasted it and it hit, it, it really, it wasn't even, it didn't even hit the market. Like it wasn't on CNBC, but it traded hundreds of millions of shares on Friday. The thing went from two to seven. Okay, on Friday from two to seven. And we we here's the deal. It took me like 10 minutes to realize that this stock is like this thing is nowhere near as close as they were making it out to be. They're we were calling it a, our, our junkie pharma stock all weekend. We're like, how did we buy so much junkie pharma now? But he, let's explain why we bought it. The thesis, the thesis was that this is such a strong statement that understanding how the media reacts to this thing right now, right? We had a thesis that it, it happened midday. It happened actually before market on Friday, but it really started to get its legs midday on Friday. And into the close, we didn't feel that it was fully disseminated because it hadn't been on CNBC yet, right? And we were like, hey, we think that this thing is gonna have legs. We think maybe even Donald Trump uh, in the or the administration. I was hoping I was I was hoping for a weekend. Trump tweet. Like my my right? bet that, was that, on a Trump tweet. That's what we thought. But we also thought we said, okay, so how are we going to trade this? Let's buy some of this. And I bought way too much of it. Okay. Well, let's buy some of this. You accidentally bought too much. I don't think you really were using your normal common sense to come up with no, how much you bought. I just got overexcited. You know, here's the thing. Remember I told you like when you do this well in the market over such a short period of time, you end up doing things that are just insane. It just doesn't make sense. And I and I went overboard on how much I bought. I bought like, I was like half a million dollars of this Sorrento, right? A stock did that, you really? I did not yeah. know that. Oh my Yeah, gosh, yeah. Stock that really tripled. I bought like, uh, it was, it, it, I, Jordan, I bought like uh, 60,000 shares. Okay. Yeah. And, and so here's the thing. I, but, I bought 10,000 shares and I thought that was crazy. But that wasn't even the real trade. The real trade was this thing, you know, this biotech could blow up over the week. It could blow up or it could like just go away over the weekend. So I don't want to put more than that into the biotech. But a trade I like better was if this thing gets legs over the weekend and hits mainstream media and maybe it's, you know, it's all over the news on Sunday night. Maybe the Trump administration talks about it in a, in a press conference Sunday or Monday morning. We thought the same way was it Regeneron? No, it was not Regeneron. It was um, uh, Remdesivir, the drug Remdesivir. Yeah, Gilead. pumped the market for five hundred points. Yeah, we we're like, 
why couldn't this pump the market 500 points going into Monday morning? So like, let's trade the SPY one day calls, the ones that expire the next day on Monday afternoon. Like literally, you can buy in the SPY, the, 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 the S&P 500 index uh, ETF, you could actually buy options on Friday that expire on Monday. And so you get a tremendous amount of leverage. So I bought them, but when I started buying them, I just, I, I was like, you know what? This trade feels pretty safe to me because even if my thesis is wrong, I still have a 50-50 chance of the market opening even flat or maybe slightly positive right on Monday morning. So why not go in heavier? Because I always say it's like, it's like you're gambling in Vegas at the roulette wheel and you're putting your money on black knowing that a couple of the red spaces were removed. So you have a slightly higher probability of it landing on black. <laughs> that's, now, a, that's a good analogy. I like that. You know, so it's like, it's like if I know I have like a 58% chance or 55% chance of, of making, you know, whatever, of being positive from a trade, I got to take that trade. So I bought a thousand contracts that were slightly in the money. They were in the money contracts. A thousand contracts that expired the next day. That was a quarter of a million dollars of call contracts that expired in, 20, in less than 24 hours. They, not 24 hours. 24 market hours, right? Or yeah. basically end of day on Monday. And so all weekend, I'm like, what did I do? No, Friday after market, I said, this is insane. I did way too much, but I couldn't get out of my calls. So I instead, I sold 20,000 of those Sorrento shares at basically what I, a little more than I bought them for. It was like seven bucks or 710. I bought them starting in the upper sixes, I think. Um, so I sold it. And, but then I still had all this, all this Sorrento and I still had all these calls. So then the weekend's coming, and yesterday I'm like, I called you, Dave, and I was like, "What? This is insane! What am? What? What, what did I do? Like, like?" And and I was just waiting for the futures, the the futes, right, to open up, the futes to hopefully rip, <laughs> and, and then I'm on like stock twits. Oh, what a night, man! What a night! And this morning I woke up, I set my alarm to go off like at 8:29 our time, which is one minute before the market opens. I woke up 10 minutes before that. And I, I, my eyes can't see my phone that well when I wake up. Like I, I see, <laughs> all I can see is green or red on on the stock on the CBC.com front page. If it's like if it's red, it's down. If it's green, I saw green. I thought seven hundred or eight hundred. I was like, no way. No, and I knew exactly what that meant. And then I looked, and I just stared at it. And then I looked at Sorrento, and Sorrento was up to almost it was almost ten dollars. It was like yeah. It hit ten dollars. Yeah, and so I sold all of it in the first five minutes. The market was open. Did all you? Of it. Just, I, and it was I cleared a million dollars on that trade. <laughs> Jordan, your your text on Friday. Do you realize that's like one of the that is maybe I don't even Peloton. I did better than that. I think, but not much better than that. I mean that that's insane. That's insane. And Dave, you did so you you're you're joking. We texted our buddies this morning and uh I was like I just I just bought my house with this trade. Yeah. Uh thanks to Jordan and Dave's like I I didn't buy your house with it but I, I bought you like I can win I can get your uh what's that car he has what's it called? The uh it's the Range Rover Spectre edition. 
No, it's not a Range Rover. It's Land, a Rover? Land Rover. It's like yeah. an Land Rover. old yeah. Land Rover that our buddy spent. It's like a couple hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> it's all modified and like made nice, and it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty it's, sweet. It's kind of amazing. But, uh, they was like, yeah, I can buy that. And Lynn's like, I'll I'll have it delivered to your house in fifteen minutes if you want it. <laughs> anyway, that's the story, guys. And all all I was thinking is, I can't wait to share this with the dumb money, you know, dumb money followers because. Dude, this never happens. You're so, right, so never. apparently, this this is what I ended up buying this morning. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that you cool, got, though? Are you really I, buying it from him? I really want that. Are you going to buy it from Lynn? No, I'm not buying that. Are you All Are right. you crazy? <laughs> I have I have way better things to do with my three hundred thousand dollar gain this morning. <laughs> now, but did you? I, I so I was only half listening because I totally screwed up the poll okay, and had so to now, redo the poll and get it going real, again. The other side of the story, Jordan, you got to tell what happened. So remember, this is Jordan's deal. Came from his uncle, uh, one of our followers. By the way, thank you. So what's his name? I need to thank him personally on the air right now. This is my, this is my uncle Mike. Uncle Mike. Uncle yeah. Mike. Thank you so much. <laughs> I cannot tell. And this is the thing. Like since we started doing these live episodes, like. How many tips have we gotten from this show? Like, I, I'm telling you, like, Logitech was 1,000% a bunch of our subscribers pinging me all the time about Logitech. I'm like, fine, I'm going get, to get more into Logitech and study this thing. Like, we have done so well because we started doing this stupid show a couple months, few months ago, this live show a couple days a week. Oh, absolutely. And like, so thank you guys. Uh, keep sending us your tips. And when you send us those tips, like, we'll do the work. We'll share our... We'll share our thoughts with you if that if that helps you. I mean, if you if that's a value to you, having us kind of vet things and research them and share our thoughts, you send us ideas. If yeah, we'll we'll do the work and we'll share it back with you. And hey, I mean, everyone makes their own investment decisions, right? Don't listen to us. But this is thank you so much, D- dumb money followers. Thank you. You really made my day. You probably made my year with that trip. <laughs> No, that's awesome. Uh, so, yeah, Jordan, and, and, what happened to you though? Because this was your deal. So, tell us what well, happened. I don't need to talk about it. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to. I bought I bought a few shares of uh, of Sorrento, and I I actually sold them this morning, right around ten dollars. Uh, that's good. Yeah. So that was fine. Um, that was great. And then uh, I meant to do the uh, the option play also, but I totally messed up, and I bought the same day expiration instead of the Monday expiration. Um. And so then I sold them, and then for some reason, since this is my my options account, um, let's keep everything separate. Anyway, so like all the cash was tied up. It didn't let trade with that cash. It showed that it was like available, but not available to trade. And so I didn't have any cash to actually do the to do the to do the trade. I'm going to make you feel better right now. Okay, I'm going to make you feel better. I'm not going to say who it is because I want to keep him. Uh, I want to be discreet about it. But after the episode's over, I'll, I'll tell you who it is with his permission. Um, one of our people in our in our social network, uh, who I shared the trade with on Friday, uh, did the exact same thing that you did, Jordan, but with a pretty good chunk of money. Okay, he didn't realize he did it until the market closed. Oh my gosh! And lost all his money on those call options and it crushed me he told me this happened and it crushed me um because not only did he do what you did and miss out on the opportunity this morning but he unlike you he actually lost all that money which this is the nicest guy in the world i can't believe this happened to him um because you but so it could be so much worse is all i'm telling you like it would thank goodness you realized that when you did otherwise dude 
Yeah, but I mean, so for me, it's not even that big of a deal because this is like, you know, literally, I wasn't going to put as much money down as you did, right? Because I'm not not crazy. But (laughs) this was a very small amount. Like, I could have made, you know, some money, but I wouldn't have made what you made uh, because I don't, I don't, I'm not that risky. Uh, And that would have been not smart for anybody, including me. So I I don't know why I did what I did. It was 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 insane. It worked out. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah, I, I, after screwing up the poll, we just, this kind of conversation and the, the way that the information is shared and has helped us, I think is going to help everyone. And so after, uh, polling our audience, it, uh, all 42 votes were counted because I screwed up the poll and didn't have it running properly at first, but it looks like discord is by far the chosen platform that people want to be on. So, um, I don't really know how discord works, but I apparently set up a discord channel called uh dumb money so if if you guys know how this works join this dumb money discord channel i don't uh, I don't, Dave, I don't know you, how that works you're gonna have to help me get on that thing so i can get uh, on well yeah i created an account and uh created a what i think is a thing but we're gonna need we're gonna need help and and probably so we've we've had some viewers uh volunteer to be moderators in our live chat which is fantastic and we thank you and i'm, I'm actually adding the ones that uh Twittered me the uh, over the weekend, um, but we'll we'll figure this out. We'll need we'll need some help though because this okay. this chant this whole Discord thing is for you guys. And, well, well, we can go on too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We'll right. we'll definitely be on there. And I'm Dave Hansen on there, and uh, you'll create an account hopefully soon. But yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. So we'll we'll get on Discord. So that is our wild weekend guys of of researching uh recreational power sport stimulus check trades um right that's what we've been up to uh we're in those trades we're even in some others like john deere um we have a lot of earnings coming out this week from john deere to best buy to home depot and lowe's um and then what we're focused on the next few days is finalizing research on what I think is the next, the last big opportunity to put highly speculative dollars at work and potentially generate two, three, four, five X through options trades. That's what we do. Um, if we're right and if we're wrong, we lose all of our money uh, on vaccine trades. And, and they're not trading vaccine companies, but trading the dissemination of positive vaccine information to the market and the companies that are likely to benefit. And we got to see a lot of that this morning already. So if you're looking at the stocks that popped this morning on the, who's the company that, that, that came out with their news this morning? Okay, hang on, hang on. Um, with the, the news this morning? Uh, the it was it was the, uh, the, 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 the Moderna. Moderna, yeah. Y- yes. And so- And that's so why, the, just, why the market went crazy. And I still haven't told my story of what happened to me in that junkie stock. But but oh, what I have happened to you, Dave? Oh, tweet, yeah, you had an issue tw- this morning too. Oh yeah, oh. It, it was it was crazy. So let me talk about that in one second. But the uh, the chat's going crazy because I don't know what I'm doing. But I've just created an invite link and I'm sending that through the chat right now. So this is the uh, this is the invite link. If uh, if I'm doing this right, let me chat this down here. And so you apparently just go to uh, this link discord.gg slash ADTM N8. And there's a, you can see it. It's right there. 
Hey, hey, by the way, real quick, Dave, uh, Jared, I, he asked what that energy company was uh, that uh, my buddy who's in the neighborhood is a big energy guy brought up. We're going to talk about it on another show, but I will tell you what it is if you want to start doing your own research, guys. It's Energy Transfer, ET. Um, we, I promise we'll discuss that in a future episode. Uh, ET is the symbol, Energy Transfer. Uh, I don't want to talk more about it now, but that was the stock, and I have a position in it. And we'll, we'll talk about we don't know anything about energy. It's not our it's not our area of expertise. Uh, but I, but it, it's, you know, something that I was talked into, quite honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I am in E.T. So uh, just so you have that. So, Dave, can you tell us what your debacle was, which was, so, you know. Not this, as bad as uh, Jordan's. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, and I'm not even sure how bad it is, although it looks like I've lost $24,000 since we've been on the air uh, because I'm still in this uh, in this debacle. So, first of all, the name of this company is what? Sorrento? Sorrento. Okay, so I thought, I thought that this was... Have you heard of Soresto? What? Did you buy the no. wrong stock? No, no, no. I didn't buy the wrong stock, but... Have you ever this have you ever heard this jingle? Let me see if I can make this work. Hang on. This this is this is the company that I thought was coming out with the cure for uh COVID out of this. So you guys couldn't hear that, but it's this jingle that goes Soresto, Soresto, Soresto. And when I heard them talking about Sorrento, I thought, oh, it, the dog it's like a dog collar for fleas or something. And it, they run the commercial during the only show that I ever watched, the Today Show. And I thought for sure that that was the company that I that somehow this this dog collar company came out with a cure for COVID. And I'm like, well, that's an amazing story. I'm going to buy that. No wonder this stock was like trading at zero for the whole lifetime of it. And now it's at nine dollars a share. So first of all. <laughs> I jumped in and bought 10,000 shares, and it was just kind of going up and down. By the end of the day, I had lost about $10,000. And I'm like, okay, but you know, my big bet was that the president was going to tweet, oh, my God, we have a cure for the virus, and it's going and to be amazing. And so that's, that's what I thought was happening. Um, and then, lo and behold, there was no news. And the more I looked into it, the more I thought this is a total you know fraud company. But... Uh, they had a very positive press release, and their CEO was on CNBC this morning, so I decided to stay in. I was up maybe $30,000 at that point, so I stayed in, and um, but I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do what I like to do when I'm planning to sell a stock and just sell covered calls on my 10,000 shares. So I was going to sell 100 shares, uh, 100 contracts uh, to represent the 10,000 shares that I owned. So I go into the order and Chris is on the phone and we're speakerphone and there's so much going on. And I'm trying to decide if I'm selling my spot. My, I was up $300,000 in this in this one thing and, and down or up or it's hard to tell what I was in this Sorrento, Sorrento, Sorrento. But I basically accidentally bought additional uh, call options instead of selling them short. So I was planning to unwind my stock and get no, out no, at Dave, a profit. something worse than that. You, Dave wanted to get a, a, the highest premium for the ones that he yeah, wanted was to like, sell. They were trading for almost $5. The, the spread between the bid and the ask was crazy because I, I was pretty sure the market maker hadn't even woken up for the day yet. So it was like bidding bidding 80 cents and asking 
five dollars. So I'm so like, if I can sell these for five dollars, that's just try awesome. to get a lot of money for the options that you wanted to sell, and instead you paid a lot of money. Instead, I put a limit buy. order to buy them for up to five dollars, and so I ended up not spending five dollars. But the difference between the spread was I, I basically made the market for it by doing a hundred shares of this, and it looks like I paid what? These are my long calls. I paid. Uh, this view never shows me what I needed. It was over $4, under $5. So I bought 100 call options. So now I'm double long. Now I have essentially 20,000 shares of this thing, but I've overpaid for calls. And so I decide, okay, I still want to sell short. But by then, my big buying frenzy had brought the market down for this uh, for these calls. So I couldn't, I couldn't sell the calls that I actually wanted to. The, the stock had gone from eight to nine. So... I decided to try to sell short the the calls at a $9 strike price and I could only get 5 of the 100 that I had an order placed for to go through. So now the 5 that I went through I'm essentially up $800. The long I still own 100 long calls at the $8 strike price so I'm down $24,000 there. Dang. And in the stock itself I own it long but I'm now below my uh, initial buy price. Dave, so I've lost five thousand dollars there. This stock, this is like you're not supposed to be in this. This is just for the weekend. It's just for the hype and the pump. Like th this is not a company you want to own. This is like a weird. They're not even going to come out with any more news after this. I, they're probably going to have a uh, shelf registration. Well, it's not even that. Money. Trust me, Chris. It's the wrong company. Trust what? me. I know. No, I bought the right company. I actually bought the right one. Yeah, he bought the right. No, but what I'm saying is they. Had I just no thought money it was a different company. So they have to raise money now. So they're going to any moment, any minute, they're going to announce like a shelf offering probably to try to raise money. And the stock's going to get tanked by probably 20, 30, 40. So I, I'm scared of this stock. Yeah, I mean, I don't look, I, I don't like to play in biotechs too long because like you said, I mean, anything can happen. These things are totally risky. Um, I, I mean, don't you think, Dave, the information's been disseminated? They were on, they had their moment in the light on CNBC. Yeah. Like, that was the peak. That was when I, I had, I was totally out. Then. No, I'm oh, yeah. only I'm only still in this because instead of paying attention to my account right now, I'm talking to you guys on uh, a live oh. show that I had to set up and was frantically trying to get all the cameras running uh, before <laughs> we went on the air and started a couple of minutes late. But see, this orange line is my purchase price that I bought at, at kind of I bought at the high on Friday. If you if you can see, <laughs> you can't see my cursor, but you, I bought at the at the. You know, all time high on Friday, but then boom, I would have made money had I actually done the right thing and sold those covered calls instead of buying more calls in a stock that I was trying to get out of. Uh, by the way, guys, I closed out whew, all my short positions today. So um, I I closed out of my of my uh, Dave and Buster short, my Cheesecake short, and even my Ruth Chris short, and I'll explain why on Thursday's episode because it's related to the vaccine trade, which I think is like, it's imminent. That's an imminent trade that already kind of started this morning and it's happening right now, actually. Um, I did go ahead and initiate positions in some of my big vaccine trade stocks. Uh, I increased my Royal Caribbean. I actually bought some Southwest Airlines today. Um, I increased my Wynn Casinos trade. I bought some Live Nation today. Um, these are some of my vaccine trades that we'll discuss on Thursday. Uh, but I've already kind of started the vaccine trade. Um, but Thursday's episode is going to be awesome. So listen, I, and I feel like we need to get off of this so Dave can sell, find a few minutes to sell out of that 
weird Sorrento. Hey, this this could be kind of cool. Apparently, there's a uh, live video chat going on in our new Dumb Money Live Discord channel that just happened like in the past 20 minutes. So I don't know what I'm doing or how to get onto that, but uh, this could be actually so, a cool way for us to bring our viewers into our live shows. That'd be that'd be awesome. I I want I want to check that out for sure. Um, and and by the way, people are asking about stocks like. Uh, Plantronics. Yeah, we traded Plantronics. We're out of it. I mean, that, that's a, not a trade that I'm in anymore. Uh, we, I'm going to remind our audience what we do here is we essentially initiate trades. It's called social arb trading. We initiate trades on the discovery of meaningful information that we think hasn't been fully disseminated or digested by the market. So this is off-radar information that we think will move the needle for one or more stocks. Uh, that's when we initiate our positions. Uh, we exit our positions at the moment of what we call information parity. Information parity is when that information has been fully disseminated to the investing public. That's the core strategy. That's what we do. That's what Dumb Money does. That is a strategy that I kind of helped pioneer over the past decade. Um, and that is all that we do, okay, for the most part. So, um, we'll go into this a little bit more on Thursday. I can't wait to talk about the vaccine, but Dave, Jordan, anything else that we missed um, here on this episode? No, I think we, we covered a lot on today's episode. Um, and I am shocked that we already have over a hundred people in our discord. I, <laughs> I guess that's good. I've seen comments at the core of my Javier. Yes. I doubled down on Disney today as well. Jordan, I told you that this morning, yep. I doubled down on Disney as part of my, uh, as part of my vaccine trade. Uh, yes, Dave & Buster's exploded. I am out of Dave & Buster's. It was up a little bit this morning. I don't know if it's gone up more. It's um, up 17% right now, I think. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I mean, I should have... Pro I'm thinking about going long some of these restaurant stocks, considering, and we'll talk about that on Thursday as well. Listen, the vaccine trade is not supposed to happen until after our vaccine episode. I'm going <laughs> to... Listen, here's the problem. It's okay it's okay because we benefited from it today. But if not, I would be really upset right now. If we didn't have the big win, I'd be really upset right now. The vaccine trade started before our vaccine episode. So, um, guys, listen, it's going to be an exciting week. Uh, I want to say something very clearly to everyone that's watching about this time that we're in. It started in late February. This type of opportunity to identify dislocation in pricing of equities uh, because the market is so noisy and investors are so distracted, might not happen again for 10 or 15 years. Okay, so the opportunities that sit in front of us, it could be 10 or 15 years before we see anything like this ever again. Okay, uh, and so that's why, yeah, I'm up till 3, 3.30 in the morning every night looking for what's left, you know, what's left that's dislocated, what, that, that the market is not seeing clearly. Um, there's always opportunities. There will always be opportunities. We've been doing this for three decades, but this is a huge opportunity. I feel like the door is closing now. It's starting to close, the big opportunity. And the vaccine trade, I think, is the last of it. So watch this week. Stay you know, Thursday at, what, 12 Eastern on Thursday, Dave? Uh, we'll be back. We'll be talking about all these vaccine trades. I'll get in Discord between now and then and join you guys. We're going to figure out how Discord works, first of all, and uh, I'm going to be leaning on our audience to uh, help us figure all of that out. Um, and 
We also need to remind you that we have a podcast. What you're listening to right now will be on a podcast later today. So if you missed any of it, that's an easy way to do it. If you subscribe, you get your name on the screen. That's a new thing. So be sure you subscribe to the channel. And we also have our chat going in uh, real time uh, on the bottom of the screen. So thank you guys for subscribing, for hitting the thumbs up button. We love it for uh, following us on Twitter, which is something that we know how to work. You can you can follow us directly. We, we do have a um, at Dumb Money TV Twitter handle, but basically what we do there is every time that we're on the air, we're going to tweet out that we're on the air so that you know to find us. So that's a, if, if you don't get the subscription notification from your subscribing to our channel, you will get the tweet notification, hopefully. So there's all hey. kinds of ways to keep in touch with us. Yes. Dave, uh, by the way, guys, yeah, give us a thumbs up. We really need it for our YouTube algorithm. We, I mean, this is a brand new channel and people need to figure out how to discover us. By the way, the reason why we need more subscribers is for collective intelligence. Like Alexandro Victorero just said, I reached out to a friend who owns several motorcycle and ATV dealerships. He's the biggest in Southern California. He says they're swamped selling hundreds a day. OK, I don't know if that's true or not, but the collective intelligence that we have, the more people that watch this channel, the bigger we can get this whole sharing uh, of insights, whether the, you know, the, the, the follower last week that told us about Home Depot that he worked at, this information is so valuable. You know, this whole trade started when a friend of mine texted me about a buddy that owns some, some boat dealerships, okay, in Oklahoma. Like, that's how we're able to surface information that Wall Street's missing. I mean, how many Wall Street guys do you think no people in Oklahoma that are texting them about an ATV dealership or a boat dealership. Not many. And I know that because, listen, I know those guys on Wall Street and I'm sharing some of this stuff with them. Uh, the ones that are great, the ones that I really like. Right. They yeah. just don't get this kind of information because they're living in New York. They're not living in, Ar in Arkansas or Alabama or Oklahoma or even Texas where we are. So the, the more we can share, the smarter we'll get. Um, you know, you, if you have something to bring to the table, share it, share it in the comments on this new discord deal, share it there. You know, don't be tight lipped with the information you have, because the more you give, the more you'll get. That's what this channel is all about. That's why, you know, we're not out here trying to sell, you know, investment seminars and weird stuff like we that. have nothing to sell. We make all of our money by doing what we say and just investing our own money. We, we don't run a fund. We are just three guys who, who happen to, uh, have brokerage accounts and we like to trade it occasionally. Um, before we go, let's, let's maybe run through some of the comments because we've, we've had so many good chats and I, I did see one earlier. I, I threw it on the screen a second ago, but, um, do you have thoughts, Chris, on Live Nation versus Eventbrite in the event space, in the live event space, uh, post vaccine? That's something that we will talk about in the vaccine episode, but I think it's, it's timely right now. So I actually don't know anything about Eventbrite. I haven't researched it, not even one second, but I have researched it quite a bit on Live Nation. And Live Nation is like the most obvious, the most obvious like recovery trade, because when Live Nation eventually comes back with their concerts next year, you're just going to have more concerts than you've ever seen in your life. And the ticket prices are going to be higher than you've ever seen. Live Nation is going to destroy it, not just with their big venues, but with their little venues as well. So, um, listen, I, I love the Live Nation trade. It's one of my favorites, actually, uh, coming as a recovery trade, a vac what I call a vaccine trade, even though it's not a vaccine. Um, I don't know anything about that other company. I'll, I'll research them, though. 
So they're they're just another ticketing uh, company. They they're more um, involved in like I think <clears throat> all of the uh, events that that we have at uh, Capital Factory are done through Eventbrite. So it's a, a ticketing based platform for people getting together. I'm sure it'll, I'm sure that would benefit, right? I'm sure it seems like I'm going to add it to my list. And by the way, another comment came in and about Yeti. That's, Live Nation Yeti's is a, is up big right now today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yeti's a good one, guys. Man, I'm just check- I pulled a Google. I just pulled a Google Trends chart. Wait, let me make sure I'm looking at the right thing here. Um, I'm pulling the Google Trends on Yeti, okay, uh, in the U.S. and it's showing uh, a really nice pop there. Wow, a really nice pop at the end. So Yeti, I'll do Yeti Cooler. I mean, Jordan, right? Like a lot of people are, they're just, oh man, Yeti cooler. Look at that pop. Well, Dave, look at Yeti and then space cooler, C-O-O-L-E-R. That's a really nice pop on search traffic. I might get me some Yeti after this episode is up. Um, I wonder if Yeti stock has kind of come back or if it's Yeah, Yeti's a brand name for a couple of things, but Yeti cooler is a better indicator here. Yeah, man. What about Yeti Yeti cup? So it's recovered 50% of its drop. Uh, it, it looks like its high was up there at 38. It's at 28. Yeah, I'm, I might. I'm, we'll, we'll look into Yeti, too, as part of this. Yeti's today's episode, actually. It's right. It, it belongs <laughs> to today's episode. Yeah. Um, do, you, uh, do you have thoughts on Home Depot? Uh, employees are getting an unlimited amount of overtime and 20 and uh, 40 extra paid vacation time. It's going to mess up profits. Um, I'm not, I mean, that could be, that could be a negative. It absolutely could be a negative. I don't know. I'm happy to invest in a company that is having to pay unlimited overtime because of demand. Okay. I just put it that way. Right. Like it's not ideal, but I'm happy to do it. Right. Like that, that, that's a good problem to have. It's really difficult going into a home Depot or Lowe's earnings this week to, to try to figure out what confidence exactly how the whole thing is going to play out. There's a lot of risk there because yeah, their expenses could be going through the roof, but I just feel like I got, listen, I got to buy the companies that are, that are capturing all the business right now. Right. The, the, intuitively, Jordan, isn't that something you just got to go with and not worry about overtime expenses during a time like this? Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. Um, I totally agree. And like I said, I mean, you know, where home Depot is versus where Lowe's is. I mean, I, I just don't, I'm not buying more Home Depot. I already own it, uh, but I might. I might buy some more Lowe's right now. Um, you know what I'm buying right now? Right now? I just bought. Well, Chris, we we also need to know what the uh, energy play from your neighbor is again. I did. I, I because I'm not there, in that I, one. I said it in the episode earlier. It's um, uh, ET energy ET. transfer. ET That's symbol. Right. And we're going to talk about that probably maybe next week on an episode next week. We'll talk yep. about that. Uh, Someone says I need I just, to buy a Tesla Model Model X. Hey, guess what? I can afford to now. I, I <laughs> the market bought me a bought me a Model X. Kaching. I just guess what? I just bought five thousand shares of. What did Yeti. you just buy? Did you Yeti, right so. now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Why not? Right. You you. Um. Uh, I need someone to run the show for me so that instead of like uh, doing doing things like pulling up stock charts, I'm actually able to uh, trade some stocks. Oh man, I'm sorry, dude. You, you, uh, dude, I'm so sorry. I know I put I put that on you. <laughs> I tried. I tried today, and I, I just I couldn't do it. Um. So Pel- here's the, here's what's interesting, guys. You know, Peloton. Peloton is what eight down eight percent today. Um. I'm not selling my Peloton. By the way, their weight 
I noticed uh, as of yesterday is up to seven to ten weeks now. Seven to ten weeks. Peloton, they're down eight percent. Hmm. Should I buy more Peloton? I mean, it's like here's the deal. I know Peloton's going to come down some on the vaccine trade. Uh, I'm happy to, to to have my Peloton come down. I don't feel comfortable selling my Peloton here. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I I might even get a little more, but I'm not I'm not selling my Peloton. Uh, let's see. Hey Pedro, if you if you um, are a avid uh, Discord user. I would like to make you an admin. You're one of our bigger supporters. You all, you, you're you're always uh, Insta chatting us, super chatting us. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you being here. I think every time we're on the air, I see you in the comments. So really appreciate that. And and we'll figure out. A, I'll figure out a way to make you an admin. I don't know. Maybe everyone just hijacked my account already. We'll find out. <laughs> Uh, anything else in comments that we need to address? I'm, I'm trying to scan through them right now. I think we touched. Soresto, Soresto, Soresto. Man, Pelot- I mean, a lot of people are talking about Piton, man. But let's not. Here's the thing, guys. Piton, to me, is it's a generational stock. I've talked about this. It, it, it's, it's bigger than the pandemic. It's bigger than the, the stay-at-home trend. Yeah, uh, I think this just accelerated their vision is all that it did. I think Peloton sells everything they make between now and the end of the year. I think they're going to announce new products before the end of the year um, that are going to be game changers for the company. Uh, I just I, I like I know it seems like it's high. I'm going to stick with Peloton. I think Peloton is the next potential has potential. I think it has potential to be the next. I know this sounds insane, like the next Tesla like the next Lululemon, right? Like it's just, it, it has a chance to change the way we live and think in a multi-hundred billion dollar industry, global industry, right? And there's a lot of work to be done. I don't know if they'll do it, but there's a chance they might do that. And so it's rare that you get a story like that, like a global growth story that has the branding and has the, the cult following and has that kind of that, that social uh, sharing aspect to it where people are just so energized around something. Remember Apple, right? Like it's it just, it's one of these brands. And I, I just feel the risk reward is worth it for me. And I'm going to stick with them. I just want to confirm you did close your short on Dave and Buster's. All of my shorts. I don't, I'm not shorting a single stock right now. Because it did go up today. And unfortunately, yeah. uh, why don't you tell me these things in advance? Because I still have uh, Dave & Buster puts that lost another $8,000 of premium today. I just, I probably closed it out 15 minutes before we started the episode. Oh, I that's was, like, why. Well, I'm, well, I'm working on putting, I think, I think uh, you might just need to wire transfer me the payment for uh, being such a good uh, showrunner and producer of this thing. You are, you are. I, I, it, but it, but what's more GR4G, I just want to let you know that, that the platform that I use for uh, generating these charts, and the only reason I use it is because they let us use our brand color for the line, and I, I think it looks really pretty on screen, but it's uh, it's tradingview.com. That's where, that's where we get that graph. Uh, Dave, the thing that's more valuable than money is appreciation, and I tremend- we have, me and Jordan have tremendous appreciation for everything you do for the show. Thank you. Well, thanks, guys. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> Disney, Peloton. Uh, a lot yeah. of people talking about I these. Love, yeah, it's t- listen. It's time. It's time for me to be back in full bore in Disney, and I'm I'm in. I got I doubled my position today, so I'm back. You know. Thank you, Leon, crypto speculator. <laughs> uh, 
All right, right guys. Well, that's going to uh, do it for today. We we uh, had a great show, I think, and we appreciate all of the likes and the uh, shares and the subs and the tweets and our new uh, Discord is going to blow up and you're going to absolutely have a great time following us there, I'm sure, if we ever figure out how to join it ourselves. Subscribe, listen to us on our uh, podcast, all of the things. We are Dumb Money. We will see you guys on Thursday. This is Dumb Money Live.